The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do, like me taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hey there, it's Gary Parish. It's Tuesday, March 16, 2021. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting, dodo birds, and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me, and there's been a lot of movement on the coaching carousel over the past couple of days. The big one, of course, was Indiana firing Archie Miller after four seasons. We talked about that on a previous podcast, so go find it. We're not going to spend any time on that here, but let me walk you through the other notable developments Richard Pitino out at Minnesota and as of Tuesday morning he's a new coach at New Mexico uh, Iowa State has quote parted ways with Steve Prome. DePaul finally took Dave Leto off the hot seat list Boston College hired Earl Grant Penn State hired Micah Shrewsbury dead leg this thing's spinning pretty good right now it's spinning man yeah listen give the we are gearing up for this tournament but we still got we got more than 48 hours till we're going to tip the first game here. So, as expected, we've had some movement on the carousel. So, we'll let's get into a little bit of this uh, this scuttlebutt here. Kind of take it job by job. Best job open is Indiana. Let's kind of go in order, I guess. Second best job that's open, I would say Iowa State is a better job than Minnesota. Steve Prome gets fired late Monday night. His AD, Jamie Pollard, was on the selection committee, so he traveled back, as he should have, to meet with Prom in person and do what he what needed to be done. Uh, you and I both said on the podcast in January we expected Steve Prohm to return next season, but we also didn't expect Iowa State to never win a game. Like, he just got to an irreversible point, uh, so he's done. He put out a classy statement on Tuesday morning, and I don't know whether or not Steve Prohm will land somewhere else in a head coaching position this coaching cycle, but he will be a head coach again. He did take Iowa State to three NCAA tournaments. He was really good prior to that at Murray State and certainly qualified for it. It's just a matter of, uh, is there anything out there that he would be offered, and is there anything out there that he would want? As for the job... The candidates, we're early, but I'm told that, and this is certainly a coach that you know quite well as well, I'm told Jamie Pollard uh, definitely will be considering UNLV head coach TJ Otzelberger uh, near the top of his list. I can't say that he is the favorite. I just think that it's objectively true that TJ Otzelberger will be under consideration for the Iowa State job along the likes of... You're going to hear Porter Moser connected to multiple jobs on this podcast because, let's face it, especially if he wins at least one tournament game, he's just a hot name, and he's going to be attached to Iowa State, DePaul, Minnesota. I I, I don't know if he'd be a, a favorite for Iowa State, but I think his name makes sense. Uh, I think Utah State's Craig Smith might make some sense. And then I, I do have a wild card one. Uh, UAB's Andy Kennedy has gone to... 
uh, you know, the SEC before and done a good job at Ole Miss. He's just one year in at UAB, but he had a, he had a really good year. In fact, I think he won more games in his first season this past season than just about anyone, maybe all of all of uh, the first-year coaches. So that's I think that he – That's a fact. No first-year coach at a new program won more games this season than AK. I – it's just, you know, I'm, I'm lobbing it out there as a name that should be considered. And then I did see Fran Fraschilla tweet this, and I do I do think there's something to it. Like, uh, Baylor is a one seed, could be in the Final Four. Hey, first time since Bill Henderson, all that good stuff. Jerome Tang is a, is a high-level power conference assistant that is deserving of an opportunity. Would it come at a power conference level? I don't know. But I think it's only a matter of time before Jerome Tang gets a job as well. So I'm just tossing him in, knows the league as potentially someone that uh, they should consider, or at least at the very least, interview. So that's an initial pool of names. I don't know if you have any others, GP. Frankly, we are so early into this. We'll even see. But Iowa State is an intriguing job because the fan base cares. I think the fan base's passion outpaces what the job standing is in the greater realm of college basketball. Like, I'm sorry, Iowa State fans, but your job is not a top 30 gig in the sport. You care about You're probably a top 30 passionate fan base, it would not rank in the top 30 if you, you know, pulled all head coaches, agents, and all that good stuff. But it is a good opportunity, and certainly they want to get back to some real relevance, the kind they had under Fred Hoiberg. It's just difficult, man. I, I, I feel I feel bad for Steve. I, you know, listen, when you go 0-18 in the Big 12, it, it is what it is. Like, I'm not going to sit here and try to make an argument that that Iowa State did something it should not have done. Although I, I, you know, I, I think you could you could argue that out a few different ways. I mean, like he's a good basketball coach who just had a terrible season, and it's back to back bad season. So you know, you get what you get. It's a rough business. But he did go to three NCAA tournaments in his first four years, uh, three uh, NCAA tournaments in his six year span. Um, he made the Sweet Sixteen. He won games in the tournament twice. Uh, it, it, it's not just a. a out of nowhere stuff at Iowa State, like you mentioned, he did a good job at, at Murray State as well. He will be a head coach again, and, and perhaps as soon as next season. This is the problem I, I, I think some schools are running into. Um, at Iowa State, here's what they would tell you. We have good history, and you do. We have an amazing fan base, and you do. Hilton Magic is a real thing. I believe it. We care passionately. We deserve to be good, if not great. Okay, sure. There's only 10 teams in your league. One of them's Baylor with Scott Drew. That's the place Bill Henderson coached. All right? That's a monster right now. There's Kansas. What are you doing with them? There's Texas. Shock has got that thing rolling. Bob Huggins is at West Virginia. Mike Boynton is doing a great job at Oklahoma State. Their fans care too. Chris Beard's at Texas Tech. That's a tough deal. Oklahoma's Oklahoma. Lon Kruger's Lon Kruger. That's a tough deal. Where are you at? I mean, like, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Like, hey, Jamie Dixon's at TCU. Jamie's terrific. Um, Kansas State has been up and down, down mostly now, and, and, and Bruce might be the next Big 12 coach to go, if not this season, the next season. But, you know, like, what, like somebody has to finish eighth in this league. Mm-hmm. That, that's the problem. And, people and, don't. People actually. People don't realize that in a ten-team league, someone has to finish eight. That does not get talked about enough. I agree. I don't think people talk about that enough. I don't think. I don't think that's discussed thoroughly enough. Um, this is the problem when when everybody has resources, everybody can go hire good. Like, I'm not just saying this. Like, if if 
if I didn't think it were true, I would just I just talk around it. I don't think there's a bad coach in the Big Twelve. I I, yeah. I I any of these programs expect to be good, but they can't all be good at the same time. I just think that's a real problem. It doesn't mean that Steve didn't deserve what he got. I'm just saying that next year somebody else will finish last in the Big Twelve. And you know who it's gonna be? I don't know, but it'll be somebody who has a good coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's no bad coaches in that league. Yeah, I, I, I'll be interested to see who they can get to replace Prome. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was one of the names I mentioned. Maybe there's going to be a, a another, you know, uh, there'll be a, a rogue good name that enters into the conversation. This is still relatively fresh, but um, where and, and, I. And, and let me, let me say, like the leading candidate appears to be T.J. Otzelberger, who you're right is somebody I've known for a long, long time since um, he was an assistant at Iowa State. Like he 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 knows that campus. He knows what it looks like to be successful there. He interviewed for the job when Steve got the job, so he has a strong relationship with Jamie Pollard. And listen, you know, at that time, if you were trying to pick between Steve and, and T.J. Um, like, like Steve had the head coaching experience and the resume and all of that stuff. So I understood why they did what they did when they did it. But, um, you know, TJ has been, you know, mostly fantastic as a head coach. He, he got the South Dakota state job. He, uh, had Mike Dom. They went to two NCAA tournaments and, and then he got the UNLV job and, and that's a total rebuild, but like, I would bet a significant amount of money that if TJ stays at UNLV, he's going to get that program back to operating at the top or near the top of the Mountain West Conference. So now the question becomes, is he going to stay there or go to Iowa State? Um, I, I think if Iowa State offers, you, you probably got to take that. But let's stop here for a second. Yeah. Is it clear to you you take Iowa State over UNLV? If the money's the same, the money might not be the same. Yes, it's clear to me that you take Iowa State over UNLV, even though living in Las Vegas. Well, it's just it would be great, yeah. right? Like, and it wouldn't be great for the reasons some people think. Like, you're not going to be going and playing blackjack every night. No, it, it's it, not that at all. Yeah, right. It's not that at all. But like, the thing about Las Vegas, like, my wife couldn't have any interest in gambling whatsoever. But pre-pandemic, back when I was the uh, Master Ceremonies A10 Media Day, we would go to Las Vegas, just me and my wife, uh, you know, roughly once a year at least. And we neither of us would ever spend a penny gambling. But it's the restaurants are amazing. The shows are amazing. Like Las Vegas is an awesome place to live. It is, and it's the center of the basketball universe for about a month every single summer. So even stuff like that. But I would take the Iowa State job uh, over UNLV, particularly at this stage. The Mountain West, actually, weirdly, and we can get into this in a second, it's got a number of its head coaches, sitting head coaches, that will probably be probed or at least, uh, you know, asked if they'd be interested for interviews at the surface level. Anyway, um, next best job that's open uh, so it's Indiana, then Iowa State, and then Minnesota. So Patino is out. He goes off to New Mexico. I guess, you know, uh, we'll, we'll get to the New Mexico part at the end of this. We'll do the, the, the jobs that have been filled. We'll go Penn State, Boston College, and then we'll wrap with New Mexico. So Minnesota's open. Um, it is an interesting job because it's the only D1 program in the state in a highly populated area that has Division One talent on an annual basis, and that talent 
very often has left the state to go play elsewhere. You need to be able to bring in a head coach that can retain that talent and get Minnesota to a point where, not that it needs to be in the top five of the Big Ten every single season, but you are in the top half of the standings on, you know, an every other year basis, you will be successful there. Some names, there is one big one, and that is Arkansas coach Eric Musselman. And I know he just got to Arkansas, but he grew up in the area. He is undeniably extremely hot right now, okay? He's got Arkansas potentially on the verge of his first Sweet 16 since 1996. And as Gary Parish will tell you, there have been 99 teams that have made the Sweet 16 since Arkansas last did it. And that streak is set to end in a matter of weeks here. He, a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people don't. He is the top target. Um, whether he would have significant interest, that's not yet known. Uh, this is part of the awkward dance that is March. You get really good. You get your team into the NCAA tournament. It increases your job potential. Schools want to hire you, and you have to figure out how to manage focusing on making, you know, making win and making headway in the NCAA tournament, but also, you know, Considering your career, your family, where you want to live, Minnesota, does it have a big pull for Eric Musselman? That should probably be its top target. Uh, San Diego State's Brian Dutcher also has ties to Minnesota. Porter Moser, for sure. Craig Smith has ties to Minnesota. Um, Colorado State's Nico Medved. They didn't get in the tournament, but he's a former Minnesota assistant. He might, I think like Nico Medved, Drake's Darren DeVries, I think those are the kind of candidates that probably get an interview opportunity. And then... Um, Another hot name is Cleveland State's Dennis Gates, who I think will be attached to DePaul as well. Would he potentially get an opportunity as well? We'll see. That's an initial offering on a Minnesota job that I just, GP, I'd just be curious as to what you think about this gig. Like to you, uh, does Minnesota fall higher, lower, or about the same in the Big Ten hierarchy as Iowa State does in the Big 12? Yeah, I think it's similar and, and, and for the exact same reasons. Um, I also have ties to Minnesota, by the way. I work with Wally Zerbier. That's not a tie. <laughs> That's a tie. He's he's a he's a Timberwolves legend. Okay. When we were at the Final Four. Wasn't it in Minneapolis? Like was it was. Yes. If you need me to remind you, yes, it was in Minneapolis the last time there was a Final Four. Dude, you ever walked around Minneapolis with Wally Zerbiak? I, I have not. I got it's see. over with. It's over with. <laughs> Can't get anywhere. It's over with. Everybody loves Wally. Okay. That's my tie to Minnesota. Put me on your list. Make me a candidate for the Minnesota All job. right, you know what? Hold on. Let me check my copy here. It does – oh, yeah, it does say – yeah, Gary Parrish. All right, no head coaching experience, but nevertheless, you might uh, you might be getting a phone call. No head coaching experience, but I do have ties. Um, yeah, like the same thing I said about Scott Drew, I would say about Moss. Um, like he just got to Arkansas. He's got that thing rolling. I do think Arkansas is a better job than Minnesota. I think Arkansas in the SEC is a better job than Minnesota in the Big Ten. Like, you know, let's just run through the Big Ten. Michigan, you're not a better job than Michigan. Illinois, you're not a better job than Illinois. Uh, Ohio State, you're not a better job than that. Wisconsin, I don't think you're a better job than that. Maryland, you're not a better job than that. Michigan State, you're obviously not a better job than that. Indiana, you're not a better job than that. And then we could start we could start debating, although I don't think you're a better job than Purdue or maybe you are, but like it's right no. about here. I, I want to say this is, this is about the spot where Minnesota at best, maybe one other school is better. Yeah. Like, and if you do that in the sec, I, I don't know that it takes you as long to get to Arkansas. Like you're not, you know, Arkansas isn't Kentucky, but is there clearly a better job than Arkansas, besides Kentucky in the SEC, I think Florida is a better job, and that's it. I think yeah, those, that, I think right. those two jobs are better than Arkansas, and then Arkansas has a claim to number three. 
Yeah, and, and like we could debate Florida, Arkansas, but like let's not waste our time. Arkansas is near the top of the SEC. It's not Kentucky, but it's comparable to anything else and better than most. So I think Arkansas is a better job than Minnesota. I think Arkansas in its league is better than than Minnesota in its league. But again, like same thing I said about Scott Drew. I, I don't know how much going home, quote home, matters to to Mus. And if it if it's if somebody who grew up in Minnesota has always dreamed of being the the coach of the Golden Gophers, then hey man, grab your dream if they offer it. And by the way, if if that is his dream, Minnesota would be a fool not to not to offer it. Like that's your guy if he wants your job. Yep, easy. Like if he wants your job, do it forty five seconds after Arkansas is eliminated from the NCAA tournament. So if that is if that's what Musk wants to go back home and 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 have his family there, awesome, go do it. But if you're just if it's like I don't know about that, I don't I don't really care. I, if it's yeah, I remember talking to Jamie Dixon about this one time. You know, he's from Southern California, and people had forever had him going back home for one job or another. And it's in in Jamie and I were talking one time, and he said, I lived elsewhere longer than I than I ever lived there at this point like it, it, it it's home in the sense that like that's where my childhood house is but it's not really home anymore he's like at this point Pittsburgh's my home he was the pit coach at the time he's like pit, pit, like my, my, my kids were born in Pittsburgh my kids are being raised in Pittsburgh like that that's this really I, I'm more comfortable here now than I am quote home and so I don't know how where that is on the scale for for us but if you're just strictly picking between I could raise my job. I could raise my. I could have my family in Fayetteville or have my family um, in Minnesota, and it doesn't really matter to me whatsoever. Then I think Arkansas is the better situation. Keep an eye on it. No real timeline on when that'll fill, but uh, but yeah, intriguing Big Ten job opens. Last one in the area, DePaul. You know, Dwayne Peavy's the new AD. He uh, he comes from Kentucky. He has ties. Kenny Payne. Porter Moser, Dennis Gates, to me, are the obvious three initial candidates there. Those won't be the only ones. They will cast a wider net. Dwayne Peavy actually held media availability earlier on Tuesday, and uh, he said, "My, my, you know, I'd be surprised if by April 15th we don't have a head coach. That's almost a month from now. Uh, clearly, he is keeping uh, the door open to any potential coaches that could be candidates and potential long runs into the NCAA tournament. DePaul has not made the NCAA tournament. Trivia time! When do you mm-hmm. think? What year? What year? Same year, Dodo Birds. We lost them. Oh, man. It's got to be right around that same time. I, I, I can tell you Dave Leto took them. And he took them in 2004. Right. Yep. 2004 was the last time. And prior to that, it was 2000. And prior to that, it was 92. They haven't made two straight since 91, 92 there. This is... I, I honestly can't tell you how good this job is. I mean, they have uh, they have renovated facilities. They have upgraded everything surrounding the program in the past five years, which has made it uh, in such a... It's put it in such a position where DePaul, if it gets the right coach, it actually can, you know, as weird as it sounds like this, you need to just try and finish seventh in the Big East and not finish ninth, 10th, or 11th. Can you get to that point there? Uh, would Porter Moser settle for DePaul, stay in Chicago, or can he have a better opportunity? Dennis Gates, uh, Cleveland State coach, he has already been connected to it. I think that he might be a, a wonderful hire. He's done a great job in two years, a former Florida State assistant, and I think that he would be a savvy hire. Kenny Payne has been connected to DePaul behind the scenes for 
years because of the Kentucky connections there. We'll see if he wants to leave the New York Knicks and join uh, and lead his own college basketball staff, or if there's another one, uh, another candidate or two that surfaces there. But my initial, that's my initial trio. Yeah, another name, um, Chicago Roots, Duke assistant John Shire. John Shire, for sure. Not one Duke assistant made the NCAA tournament this season, and uh, current sitting head coaches are not. In, not that this should inform whether or not he gets the job. It's just unfortunate that the timing is not helping John Shire. He's never been a head coach before, and you have you know sitting head coaches who are qualified for the gig, and Mike Krzyzewski's coaching tree just isn't. Uh, it's not in full bloom at the moment, that's all. Yeah, I guess my, 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 my point is that um, Mike Krzyzewski's assistants don't have to take Cleveland States. You are right. They they go straight to power conferences. You know, Wojo went straight to Marquette. Capel went straight to Oklahoma. Chris Collins went straight to Northwestern. So it's not crazy to think John Shire could go straight to DePaul. And given his ties to the area, I do think that that's a job he would seriously, seriously consider. All right, well, we can talk about the three vacancies that have been filled. But first, check this out. Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, GP, three jobs have been filled of note. Uh, They are Penn State, Boston College, and New Mexico. Penn State has Micah Shrewsbury, who is a Purdue assistant. He's still coaching in the tournament. Uh, Spent six seasons uh, with Brad Stevens at... uh, in the NBA level with the Boston Celtics. I was told Stevens obviously had some influence uh, there. Boston College gets Earl Grant from Charleston. That was a surprise hire uh, for a couple of reasons, and Boston College got its dude. It, it just it did, did that in the cover of Darkness there. And Mark Schmidt, an alumnus who is coaching St. Bonaventure, uh, you know, maybe this is all Woj is doing. I don't know. But uh, but Mark Schmidt, not even, like, they didn't wait. And I was told this might close before the tournament started, and that surprised me because it was like, why would you close before Schmidt could formally interview? Again, I'm, bl- I'm, I'm playfully blaming it all on Woj. He wants to obviously keep Schmidt. I, I, w- I will say this, like, Mike Vaccaro, who's a columnist, New York Post, and also a St. Bonaventure grad, I was just random, I was, you know, looking at Twitter, and... <laughs> Out of nowhere, like Mike Vaccaro that retweeted, uh, quote tweeted, uh, you know, uh, Boston College has hired Earl Grant, and Vaccaro t- quote tweeted it was like, uh, 
I think this is a great hire. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, why does he why does he have an opinion on this? And I was like, oh, he okay, went, I got it, I got it, I got it. Exactly. No, it's, uh, yeah, and Earl Grant uh, comes by way of Charleston. Uh, great guy to talk to, and hopefully he can thrive there. That's a, that is a tough job. And then uh, New Mexico hires Patino, um, who at just 38 gets, uh, gets another shot there. Um, I'm just giving you the, the floor. You let me know what you think about these jobs, these, these hirings, uh, and, and, you know, which one seems like the best fit to you, I guess? Well, first off, I think we all knew the Richard Pitino thing was coming. Like, even when Richard tweeted a, like, goodbye to Minnesota on Monday night. What's today? Is today Tuesday? It is Tuesday, and it was Monday. I'm with you, by the way. I'm, when we when we were getting ready to start this podcast, I thought it was Wednesday. But it is Tuesday, and he did tweet that Monday night. Yes. Yeah, I can't keep track of anything anymore. So um, Richard jumps on Twitter and he tweets a just a, a, a really beautiful picture of, of he and his children. And they're walking uh, through the halls at, at, at Minnesota's arena. And it's like, hey, this is one of my favorite uh, pictures. I always wanted to represent Minnesota the right way on a daily basis with class and integrity. Thank you for a special eight years. And then last sentence, fired up for what the future holds. And I was like, that's a man who already knows he's got a new job. Yep. And so he's the head coach at New Mexico. Listen, um, that's a great landing spot. New Mexico's a good job. You know, the the problem, I'm not the master of ceremonies of, of Mount, Mountain West Conference Media Day. I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm just not. But if I, if I were, um, what I would tell you is that the issues with the Mountain West right now, like that's got a chance to, that could be comparable to the American. If you just got, your top tier programs to act like it. Like if you flip, make UNLV good and make New Mexico good, you've got a great league. And now it's up to Richard to make New Mexico good again. I hate that. I just sounded like the president, former president, but um, that's, that's, that's a place that's got real history. They got a passionate fan base. New Mexico should not be bad at college basketball. And so if you're looking for your second job, it's not a second job, but like the job after you get fired job, this is a great one to get. It's a wonderful landing spot. New Mexico has not made the Sweet 16 since 1974, which did shock me when I looked this up earlier on Tuesday because you know something in my mind told me that they had done, they'd made one run in, in like the mid to late 90s. Not true. Uh, they, what? The Sweet 16 since when? 74. How many what? teams have made the Sweet 16 since oh, New Mexico I, last got there? And riddle me that. I can't even begin to guess. I, I dare. I dare somebody to look oh that God. up. Do not put this on our listeners. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, don't look that up. I do, don't even yeah. care. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't care enough for you to anybody to do that kind of homework. But that does surprise me because they had like a they had a great team not too long ago. They under ma- Steve Alford with yeah. they had the JUCO. Guy, they, yeah, they uh, went under- I forget all the names. I just remember Ryan Miller was on staff. I hope I'm not making you're th- that up. You're remembering Tony Snell was on the roster, I think that's who you're thinking of. Tony Snell, they were awesome. I don't know, they had a great team. That team didn't get the Sweet 16. No, they had Daring- Darrington Hobson before that. That's who I'm thinking of. Okay, think. that was they were a three seed. That was 2010. So in 2010, they were a three seed and they lost in the second round. 2012, God, that was 11 years ago. I know I what know. happened. I know. Where's my life gone? Alfred, 2010, three seed, out in the second round. 2012, five seed, out in the second round. 2013, 
one seed. I was there, Salt Lake City, three, uh, excuse me, three seed, lost in the first round to 14 seed Harvard. That was a hell of a deal there. That was the same building where um, Gonzaga got a real scare as a one seed to 16 seed Southern. Then Alfred had signed a deal, like freshly signed a deal, and then he off to UCLA. UCLA. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, to your point, they've had some good teams. And in the 90s, what I was referencing, they made the second round in 96, 97, 98, and 99 and never broke through there. They do have, you know, nearly 20 tournament appearances uh, overall as a program. It is a good, it is a good gig. And the Mountain West, you know, Patino has a nice point of entry here, I think. I don't know if all these coaches will remain or not, but as I mentioned, San Diego State, Dutcher, Will he get a shot at Minnesota? Will Craig Smith, Utah State, get a shot at Minnesota or elsewhere? I would venture Nico Medved will stay put, but he could get an interview as well. Um, so the top three teams in the league this season, will they or will they not have coaching changes? Patino enters on the ground level after just a brutal season for Lobo basketball. That was hurt by a lot of circumstances tied to COVID. More than mo- most because they weren't even able to play in their own home state. They had to relocate for most of the season there. So they got a shot. The league does have a chance here. And then again, Otzelberger at UNLV, will he or will he not leave that program as well? So a lot of intrigue in the Mountain West overall. I don't know if Patino works or not, honestly. I don't know. I was told Billy Donovan was certainly a factor in this hiring. The AD at New Mexico, Eddie Nunez, played for Billy Donovan, then was a grad assistant on Florida staff. Patino was a former Billy Donovan assistant as well. So so between him and I was told Rick Patino uh, just, you know, provided counsel as well, uh, certainly helped Richard Patino get the gig. He might, I think he's adaptable. I think it could work. I'm not saying it's a home run. I don't know. But it is, a, it is about the best landing spot job you could have after not succeeding big picture at a power conference. That's all. There's no question. Um, listen, I'm 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 done talking about th- things are home runs or sure things. Like you, you know, John Calipari to Kentucky was a sure thing. Nick Saban to anywhere is a sure thing. Urban Meyer to anywhere is a sure thing. I think Rick Patino throughout his career to anywhere has been a sure thing. And that's close to it. You know, every there there are things I I think will work that that do and then sometimes they don't and vice versa. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. I I I guess I'd bottom line it this way. Richard makes as much sense as anybody else they were going to hire. Yeah, and Tim Miles finished second for that job, by the way. If Richard Pertino was still at Minnesota, Tim Miles would be your head coach at New Mexico. Michael Shrewsbury is at Penn State. Um, as I mentioned before, uh, was told he passed the interview process with flying colors. Uh, just really smart coach, affable. He will, uh, I feel like he will have some immediate success uh, in recruiting, and he has the respect of a lot of people in college basketball. Great to see that. And uh, Earl Grant uh, being a, su- a surprise hire, just because his name wasn't attached to it at all. Boston College goes outside the box uh, and, and and brings him in. And, and oh, by the way, um, I have heard from a couple of black coaches about this. They're inspired by this at this point. You have, you know, not just at the power conference level, but elsewhere as well. Michael Shrewsbury, I think Penn State's the only... Pi- program in the Big Ten that has a black head coach in men's basketball and football. Earl Grant gets the Boston College gig. Dwayne Killings is going to Albany. Isaac Brown got promoted to the interim at Wichita State. Terrence Johnson got promoted as an interim with Texas State. Rashawn Burno got went from Arizona State to get the head gig uh, at Northern Illinois. I was told Billy Donovan actually uh, gave counsel on that one as well. So 
we are seeing immediate returns on black candidates getting their opportunities and being hired. And we are maybe 25, 30% of our way through the cycle. So that's just been a, a very positive. It's gotten a lot of positive reaction behind the scenes in college basketball. No, and, that, and that's good. You know, it's just something that we've talked about um, that, that we've made a point of like the, 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 the you know, the, the African-American community dominates the student athlete portion of college basketball, but isn't properly represented at the coaching level. Um, you know, everybody's got an African-American assistant, but there aren't enough African-American head coaches. And I noticed that as well. It's not something um, I'd put in my notes that I was going to bring up, but I have noticed that um, the, 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 the coaching carousel um, has been good to the African-American community um, so far in, in, in this cycle. And that's a positive thing that, that, that should be celebrated. All right. I think that's about covers most of it. I, it wouldn't surprise me as we spin for GP and I will have another episode for you on Wednesday. Uh, that's going to be tied more to brackets and, and picks and, and, and lines and all that stuff. So uh, we don't anticipate another regular episode, if you will, until after we get into the games here. But it wouldn't surprise me if we had maybe one or two more changes. But barring anything ridiculous, uh, no no emergency pod, please knock on wood. That, that about covers where we're at now. And now the interview process begins and uh, there might be a hiring or two here or there, but um, I think a lot of the noise has happened here. Maybe one more in the next 24 hours, and that uh, that should about cover it. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Terry MF and Teagle Legend. Shouts to Larnell. Thank you guys once again. Listening to the Ion College Basketball Podcast in the middle of the dumbest pandemic of my lifetime. It's too much. You see Dr. Burks? She said she's concerned about these variants. It's the last thing I want to hear right now. As a fully vaccinated man. It's the last thing I want to how hear. Do you th- how do you think I feel as an unvaccinated man? You're not even... You're, but you're younger and healthier. <laughs> I don't think COVID is looking... COVID ain't looking for you as much as it's looking for me and people like me. I'm fully vaccinated. Tell them where to subscribe. It's just too much. I know, it's GP. Just, I know. This is the worst one of my lifetime. I didn't... I've never seen one like this. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. We'd appreciate it. Either way, we're going to talk to you again real soon. Until then. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.